you made a guest appearance in my dream the other night. Oh man, is this the second time we're having this conversation? I'm I don't think. I don't think so. Okay, have we talked about this? Before? Uh, it just sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. Uh, so we were at your house. I don't know why. On Falling Waters Lane. Yes, and maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that. For screen. some reason, there was a group. <laughs> it's this is safe space, um, and there was a group of people over, and we were having like a get together at your house, but you weren't there, and then all of a sudden you showed up. Oh, that was and that was pretty much the end of the dream. Hmm. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. I am Michael. I'm Father Jeff. Good to have all of you with us as we, uh, I, I, did I scare you with the dream thing? I, I'm wondering what was the reaction when I showed up? I, I think you were like upset that we were making a mess in your house and I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure why. And I remember thinking in the moment, this is very unlike him. He's usually so like, just chill. Are you a, are you a tidy person? Kinda. Yeah. yeah I don't make a big mess. Yeah. Um, I sometimes if if I know someone's going to be stopping by, yep. um, you know, I might make sure that certain things are are put away or sure. um, the bed's made. Alluding to a previous <laughs> podcast, have you started making your bed? Um, no, not yeah, every day. The is no. Oh, a couple, just you know, a few if, here and there. If the spirit moves, well, and if I know like people are going to be stopping by for something, you want to make sure the house looks know. nice. Mm-hmm. I've basically given up. I'm I'm a pretty clean person i like i like to keep a pretty tight ship but with children yeah it's a losing battle just absolutely but now my kid my kids are old enough that they can do the cleaning so there you go that's great my my favorite time of the day is watching them sweep the floor because half go. the me- actually 98 percent of the mess is from them anyway it's just legit yeah totally legit hey i forgot to ask you last week because that was going to be one of my lead-ins and i i didn't use it mm-hmm um, we changed the mass setting a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's right. So, did you have you used mass? Of, that's called the mass of Saint Anne. Have you used that at previous parishes? I am unfamiliar with that one. It's a fun one. It it uh, it's kind of like our um, default home base mass setting. Hmm. Do you know what? Like you always have like the one that you go back to and you're like, ah, it feels at home. That's the mass of Saint Anne. Gotcha. When we we started using it, like when the new translation happened, what twelve years ago now? Sure, a long time ago. By the way, if you're listening and you're like a mass setting, what is that? It's not a place setting. Oh yeah, good. It, it's not um, a doily on the table. It, it is service music for the mass. So like when we sing the glory to God and the Alleluia and the Holy Holy and all of those things, it's the musical version that we listen to. And those of you that um, have been coming to John the Twenty Third for a long time. You definitely know Mass of St. Anne. Everybody knows it as the Gloria with the big break at the end. Oh. Yeah. Did you catch it last weekend? Um, the break at the end? The, okay. Listen for it this week. All I'm not right. even going to say anymore. Are you paying attention to anything we're doing over there? I'm praying. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, f- first things, pray. I'm, I'm usually trying to think of what comes next. <laughs> Your line is, let us pray. Oh. Yeah. You you, write that down. Let, let us, us. <laughs> Pray. Pray. And you put your hands out like this. Okay. Yeah. I, I got your part covered. Don't Sweet. Worry. Yeah. Hey, uh, so we are cruising through ordinary time. It's continuing through the month of September. This is kind of like a fun time of year as we get into autumn. A lot of people love the season of autumn. Do you do like any fun 
autumnal activities <laughs> like apple picking or pumpkin carving no i am i am very boring when it comes to recreation you, <laughs> so you, i don't just praying don't do just stuff. lots of just lots of praying you know and and interrupting gatherings at my home <laughs> interrupting parties that we threw on your behalf mm-hmm. what a good bonfire oh i do like a I like a good bonfire yeah you smell That's a little sure. smoky yeah yeah the crackle yeah you know yeah this is just a great I time there's a little fire thing in my patio i might need to clean that out and see Are, if it's usable do i smell a party don't worry we'll start it for you and then you can just show up that's right wait there was a one already there I think there is. It's in the corner. Really? I think it's a little something that you burn stuff with. That's great. Well, I'll, I'm going to invite myself over. We'll yeah. have a little fire. There you go. I'll bring some something warm and toasty to drink, like a a tea or a cider, <laughs> you know, whatever whatever moves you. And uh, we, we can <laughs> record. A, wouldn't that be oh. fun? We could record an episode of the podcast live fireside. From the- fire you can yeah. hear the crackling in the background that's right it reminds and, me and of the rustle of the jacket <laughs> yeah you need your, a good fall jacket it reminds me of an app i never thought i was going to be one of those people and i would like to fully fully confess here for all of you that are listening i only used it one time when i downloaded it but there's an app on my apple tv that's a fake fireplace mm. and you can choose like which fake fireplace you would like to have and you can choose the crackle soundtrack that accompanies oh. the fireplace. Wow. It's very authentic. Yeah. Uh, so we could just pipe that in in the background. You'd just get a little a little fall mm-hmm. feel. Did you know um, back when we had the episode about the jacket rustling? Oh, yeah. That no one uh, didn't come through on the recording I at heard, all? I heard that. So no one heard it? I, I and heard. It, but we spent a lot of time on a, on a noise that no one actually heard. That's unfortunate. We're going to maybe <laughs> maybe we could get a jacket mic and just have a second microphone for you. Yeah. yeah. Just next to you at all times. Right. By the way, he's not wearing a jacket today, folks. No. Just a short sleeve shirt. Right. All right, so let's get into the gospel reading uh, for this weekend. Still in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, so kind of picking up where we left off last week, correct? Yep, a few verses in between, okay. uh, but this is also um, Luke 16. Uh, Jesus talking to the Pharisees this time. So Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. And from the netherworld, where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours, or from your side to ours. He said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. 
He said, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. All right. What a story. Yeah. Now, I think important here is what you pointed out at the beginning of who's the audience, right? Yeah. He's talking to a very specific group of people, uh, mainly the Pharisees, who he addressed quite a bit. This wasn't like a new audience necessarily for him. Um, what's kind of an initial takeaway as you were reflecting on this reading kind of in the in the direction you wanted to go with it today? Wow. Um it's interesting, something I was reading earlier, which had never quite struck me before, when Abraham says, you know, when they're both on their own side of eternity, that there's this great chasm that exists that no one can cross, either from our side to yours or your side to ours. Mm -hmm. And the one commentary I was reading talked about the rich man could have bridged that gap mm. when, when in life, but chose not to. I thought that was... I think that hits to the whole point of the the parable mm -hmm. about you know crossing that chasm that was so great between their two lives and how they how they lived them. Yeah. But just um, chose not to. The image that comes to mind when you say that is um, bridge building because I recently got to watch a bridge being built right in our our backyard in in Waterville, which you don't get to see bridges get built every day uh, but when they replaced the waterville bridge it was really fascinating to watch how much you take for granted that there's just a road that you can drive over to cross a body of water without giving it much thought how it got there in the first place um, but the image that comes to mind as you were saying that was the fact that they actually had to build a road in the river to get machinery out there to be able to to to, to create the concrete um pillars for like I'm not an engineer by the way so these are all Michael Puppis's interpretations of bridge building <laughs> um the thing is to hold up the bridge the thing is yeah oh I love the way that you're going with this so specific father yeah um but yeah the, to create the pillars that would literally support the bridge as it spans the body of water and they would build a road out into the river and they would do one side of it because if you were to block the entire river you've created a dam right mm -hmm. not a good thing especially for people um, living nearby so they would do one side so hopefully the water would divert around it and then they would take that out and then they would build the road on the other side of the river out and do the same thing on the other side but what's interesting to me is that it wasn't a one-sided affair you had to to cross the chasm you had to come at it from both sides hmm. right to be able to meet in the middle to build the bridge that crosses both i think i'm writing your homily for you at this point I, I really got to be writing this stuff this down. Is, <laughs> this is good. Um, but but to come at it from both sides was the, the important piece of it. And I think in so many of the chasms in our lives, the conflicts, the things that divide us, and boy, are there a lot of things that divide us, whether it's in our relationships or in um, politics or in religion or whatever it may be, we always expect the other person to come all the way over to our side. Or that, you know, one tweet or one comment is going to really change somebody's opinion. And they'll finally see it the way that I see it. Um, but the truth is, peace and bridge building happens when both sides are meeting in the middle. It struck me when you said that about even Lazarus was at 
uh, lying at his door, covered with sores. And so you think he couldn't have gotten himself there, most likely. You know, I don't know. Um, oh, interesting. You know, and so maybe maybe someone carried him there. And so, you know, to your point about sort of coming at it from both sides, maybe someone thought, well, this guy's he's he's got lots of resources. Maybe if sure. I put Lazarus there, you know, sort of coming at it from that side, yeah, that that this man will come from the other side and and take care of him. And so, obviously, that didn't happen in the parable, but um, right. someone maybe thought enough that maybe this guy could help. That's always kind of fun in the parables to kind of analyze the the tidbits of the story that Jesus didn't say. Like, that's true. I've never given that any thought. How did he get there? That's never crossed my mind. But that that could kind of be a fun contemplation or meditation on on those types of... Or, like, who are the people in our lives that we are carrying or placing in a place where maybe they could receive grace or resources? Especially if there's something that we can't maybe feel we can do for them ourselves... Because um, we can't do it all, some of us don't have the ability, resources, whatever that to help someone in their yeah. in their need. But can we help them get to where they could potentially get the help that they need? Right. I remember for a while there was kind of a, and I don't know really whatever happened to it, but the diocese was really trying to put together like a list of Catholic professionals, right, like counselors, and counselors, stuff. mental health professionals, mm-hmm. you know, those types of fields that we could refer people to. Um, so that people could get qualified um, care because the church doesn't always have to be the end all be like you are a wonderful priest, but I'm, you're not a counselor, correct? You don't have a degree in counseling. I'm sure a lot of people come to you for advice and those types of things, but it would be good if you, if you were to able to have somebody that you could refer someone that needs more advanced care from a professional uh, that you know that is going to handle them from a Catholic perspective, that'd be really important to you, right? So in some ways, those are ways that we can support one another too. I think in that we're seeing the other person and what they need. I think it's part of the parable as well as the fact that, you know, every the dignity of every person and that everyone matters. I like what you said when you talked about the bridge and we drive over it without even thinking about it. Yeah. Like part of the lesson of this parable is, is, is thinking about it, you know, is having our eyes opened and just really being attentive to what really is, is going on or what's really even at our door mm-hmm. that, um, that we need to be attentive to and the, and the person that's in front of us. I know it's, it's just always a challenge, um, especially in our busy lives to just, I don't know, just brush people off. Um, not actually that may be in our mind and just to forget you know, the, the human person that's in front of us. I know it's a challenge for me all the time, especially just when there's so many people around and to really recognize like this one person. Yeah. Or, or maybe even just assume the worst of someone. Yeah. Right. Which reminds me of another bridge story. So last fall, uh, we were in San Francisco and what other, well, there's a few bridges in that town, but the most famous bridge of all is the Golden Gate Bridge, right? Probably most famously from the opening credits of Full House. I was going to mention Full House, it, but you beat me to it. I did go. We did go see the Full, the Full House, House House. Yes, the Painted Ladies. Does uh, Danny Tanner was not there? That's the name of the row of houses. Oh, those Victorian era houses that that was in the opening shot of Full House. Gotcha. Besides the bridge, 
it's called the Painted Ladies. Hmm. My little trivia for the day. Here, I'm here for you. So anyway, so we were. I'm. I'm going to make a long story quick. So we were on the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> he rolled his eyes at me, folks. <laughs> I raised my eyebrows. <laughs> uh, and I lost. I lost my wallet. Oh. On the Golden Gate Bridge, and I'm going to. I'm going to tell you the story real quick. So the um the lights on the Golden Gate Bridge are numbered. Like each light has a number on it. Back to our conversation from last week. Guess what happened when I got to number 23? Had to snap a picture. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. So I, and I sent it to Father Herb at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, look, podcast promotional material, number 23 on the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, at that point, when I had taken my phone out of my pocket to take the picture, my wallet came out too, and I didn't realize it. So we started walking back, and I'm like halfway across the bridge going back at this point, and you like feel in your pocket, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, my wallet's not there. And at this point, I'm assuming somebody's going to pick up my wallet. It's got my ID on it. I'm supposed to fly home. Long story short, I like turn around. I know it's at light 23. Praise the Lord. I knew where it was. And I see, as I get closer, I see like a man holding something in his hands. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, this guy's like probably stealing cash or my credit cards or whatever it may be. If that's my wallet, like totally assuming the worst of him. And I get up to him and I say, excuse me, um, I'm looking for my wallet. Is that a wallet that you have? And he said, yes, I was looking for your phone number so I could call you. You might want to put your phone number inside of it next time. Hmm. And I was like, that's so like I almost started crying because I was like, I assumed the absolute worst of this guy that he was totally ripping me off. And here he just tried to help me out. Yeah. Complete stranger. And I said, I said, you made my day. Thank you so much. And he said, you made my day. And I thought I didn't do anything. But this is, you know, what I should have done in hindsight was take a picture with him. At the 23rd light. There you go. Anyway, don't assume the worst of people. That's the moral of the story. And I, I like what he said when he said, you know, you made my day. Like that, the opportunity that we have to do good for somebody and to, mm-hmm. to serve them. Um, I think we've all had that experience of that really what gives us that fulfillment yeah. in life. You know, not, um, you know dressing in fine linen and dining sumptuously each day. But it's that an imitation of Jesus, you know, giving of ourself over for the good of another. Yeah. Uh, that really, like with Jesus, gives us a fuller life. It it gives us purpose, right? The sense of mission that the church is on. We do everything in the name of something greater than ourselves, mm-hmm. right? In the name of Jesus, in the name of evangelization, kindness, whatever it may be. Um, we're not doing it necessarily just for the sake of doing it. We're doing it because we are called into something greater to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. It reminds me of the parable from last week about the the steward who was just sort of out for himself. I mean, we could all just easily do that, right? Yeah. Um, but there is that that choice to to not do that. The idea to that when we are presented with the opportunity that we should take advantage of it right because i i know i'm guilty of it i'll always default to i i just have too much going out next time next time there's an opportunity i'll take advantage of it right and then how often does that does that ever happen but just to be you know present to somebody in the moment and to really to see them for the person that they are is so important. Yeah, and last uh, couple of years, especially working with the Amazing Parish Movement, really been trying to be focused on people over tasks. And there is stuff you know, we, that needs to get done sometimes, but it, like you said, it's easy to like forget about the person 
because I have my tasks to do. I have my email to respond to. I have, yeah, yeah. you know, I got to look up stuff for this podcast so I sound somewhat intelligent or whatever, you know. And, that you, and you do. Somewhat. Yeah. So, yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. yeah. Somewhat. You're affirming my <laughs> mediocrity, which I'm fine with. So, but sometimes we can blow people off too and their needs. And it, it does take something to kind of hang in there when we have our to-do lists. Yeah. Um, and so that's even a mantra that I've been trying to remind myself of the people over tasks. Yeah. I just think that's, it's simple, but it's also hard. Yeah. But so important. Yeah, totally. Because you're right. We get, I can remember having that revelation, even like you get into the office and you've got all these voicemails and you're like, oh, I got to call all these people. And you forget like at the end of the other end of the phone, at the other end of even the other end of the email, there's a person there. Yeah. Right. And we, even in those situations, we are called to treat them with love and mm -hmm. kindness as well. To build a, an electronic bridge, if you will. Ooh. I don't know what that would look like. It'd be in the metaverse somewhere. Br I, bridge building 101. Let's yeah. pray. <laughs> in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. My God, help us to recognize uh, the goodness of every person to open our eyes to see the people that you put in front of us each day to be able to put ourselves aside to meet their needs to recognize that each of us are human beings not human doings or human havings help us to know that everything that we have belongs um, to you for your good and the good of one another Times, Lord, when we're just tempted to uh, circle in among ourselves and just desire our own comfort, pull us out of that in order to um, really meet the needs of others and to put ourselves aside. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your love for us. Sustain us this day and each day in that love. And through Christ our Lord, amen. Well, just like that, another 23 has passed. Oh gosh. My new favorite number. <laughs> you learned so well last week. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. We are looking forward to seeing you at Mass this weekend. Listen for the break in the Gloria. <laughs> He's speechless. I am. All right. See ya.